Welcome back to Buckeyes in Maryland. As always, it's your host, Mac, along with Chris and John. And today we're joined by special guest host, OTR Kwan, of the uh, Off the Record podcast. If you guys aren't familiar with that, make sure to check it out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever streaming platform you're on. These guys are doing pretty big things in this whole DMB area. Man, typically we start episodes off with sports but look at the state of the world that we're in guys so you know how can i not address the elephant in the room what the hell is going on with our world specifically the usa what's going on right now guys uh just white privilege um we we, we live in two different worlds this is like another civil war <laughs> i John, provide your thoughts, man. You are the the resident Caucasian on the podcast. Excuse me, sir. I am Native American. Let's get this right. <laughs> All right. And I'm a poor Native American, so don't, ain't no white privilege over here. <laughs> Nonetheless, man, I know, obviously, you're not part of the problem but a lot of people like to assume that this thing that we call white privilege doesn't exist and yesterday i would like to think was an example of that uh you know i live in this area uh you know kwan does so you know i'd love to hear your thoughts man yeah um this is something to where you know you pose the question what's going on with uh, the usa what's going on with america but this is something to where um, this is historical for one, but at the same time, this isn't nothing new. This has been uh, this has been happening all throughout history, and now that we have social media, now that when it comes to things being put out in the light in the forefront, um, and it's active. It's this. This is just again something that has been petrified pretty much throughout history and it's just been shown time in and time out. Um, and it's just sickening. It's sickening. It's a double standard. And now it's actually being shown. So it's, it's, it's really nothing that people could, could try to contest. Uh, <clears throat> this is something that black people have been discussing, have been, have been screaming out. Um, it, not only black people, but, you know, brown people as well, uh, Native Americans as well. Um, and it, it's not right. And it just goes to show you that there are two sides to the coin of when it comes to what comes to America and what we see in the USA as of today. And if it doesn't get fixed, then uh, we more issues to face. I couldn't agree more, man. I mean, you look at it, you've, you've heard all the major sports figures talk. I was listening to um, Undisputed earlier. You know, you just listen to guys like Shane and Sharp. And Skip Bayless talk about it. And, hey, you know, they're absolutely on the mark with it and talking about, you know, how we're we're kind of living in two different worlds here because it, it's not a long, you know, it, it's not a long shot to say that if it had been, you know, a large majority of African-Americans or minorities performing the same, you know, egregious act that, you know, it would probably would result in much worse consequences then, you know, I, I think it was four deaths total uh, yesterday. One woman was shot and killed. But it could easily have been more if the, there, there were black people involved in this. And it's just troubling when you see things like this occur and it just it continues to reinforce the, you know, the the perpetual issue that that we all face, you know, as, as minorities. And I, I can only hope that, you know, seeing that on live TV, you know, the coverage as, you know, we have for most of these terrible events that occurred in 2020, um, I can only really hope that, you know, the rest of America took notice and, you know, and they could finally understand what we've been preaching, you know? So, I don't know. It's just it saddens me to see things like this. It's just we just we just got into this year. You know, we we're all hoping that 
problems of 2020, I'll, I'll obviously, you know, COVID notwithstanding, are, we, we, we all hoped that some of these problems would stay in 2020. But here we are, you know, new year, same problem. It's just troubling. <laughs> uh, on to a lighter note. The Washington football team made the playoffs. They won the NFC East. Me and John, Quan, um, you know, if you listen to the podcast a few episodes, you probably heard that, you know, we're both Philadelphia Eagle fans. <laughs> nobody, nobody picked the Washington football team to win this division at the start of the year. They they have some weapons. I, I will grant them that they have one of the best defensive lines. Defensive oh, here we go. Really. And <laughs> they've heard me preach this since the start of the season, but they have one of the best defensive fronts in football and, and at that end position with uh, Chase Young. But it's not just him. But with that being said, still nobody selected them as their preseason favorite for this division. But here we are. They've earned a matchup with the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <sighs> you saw, I'm sure you all saw the prediction, well, the, the, the call out that Chase Young gave Tom Brady. What's yeah. your thought? What, what is your thoughts on that? Do you think he should have done that? Uh, You'd like to go? Go ahead, go ahead. Go. Oh, my bad. No, I don't think you should have because you just, you know, you just – pissed off Tom Brady, <laughs> you know, like I say, you just made him more mad. Um, you're just a rookie. I'm, I'm not saying Trace, you know, Trace Young is not good. He is a good the football player, but Tom Brady is the GOAT, even though I hate to say because he left New England, but I'm still going to watch the football team. I said it in the, sec- in the second episode when we first started doing this together, mm-hmm. if they bring, if Alex Smith was the B quarterback, they were going to do big things. So the, but that's the thing, man. The, 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 the Washington football team, and Quan can probably speak to this, but it's not like Alex Smith is lit it up this year. He just hasn't, you know, he's his characteristic self. He manages the game. He does all the little things that Dwayne Haskins failed to do this year. And, you know, he, it's not like he lit up the stat sheet, but, you know, he did just enough um, that the defense was able to help them out and get them into the, into the playoffs. But that's what's needed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree more. I like it, man. I like it. I, I look, look. I like the fact that Chase came out and he he's vibrant. He, he he brought a whole new wave to the defense to the team. Calling out the goat. <laughs> you better be ready for what you want. What you're calling out. So the goat is coming Saturday, and so you better be be ready for what you ask for. Um, that was maybe going a little bit over over the edge, but at the same time, you, you can't deny the fact that it us going to the playoffs, Tampa Bay coming to us, it somewhat electrified the city. It Despite did the fact of having you know COVID out and everything. You know, everybody can't really go to go to FedEx um, to actually support the game, but it it, it, it is. From a fan base, man, it, it is it is it is lit this it is lit this fan base up. We're we're excited. There are big things to come. Don't make no mistake, because you guys are in a much better position than we are right now. <laughs> I can't I can't even lie on that. John, your thoughts? Listen, <clears throat> I'm just mad the Eagles ain't make it. <laughs> I mean, we both we're both there right now. I mean, I feel your pain. You know, we. We're both Eagles fans, so we disagree on a few things in regards to their, you know, their current situation. But um, in regards to this whole Chase Young thing, I think even if they end up losing this game, which is, you know, a likely possibility, I'm, I can't count them out because now I'm just going to say this. If they end up beating the Buccaneers somehow, don't count them out of the Super Bowl. Because. Oh, you're going too far now. I mean, call it a boat prediction. Call it a boat prediction. But if they can get past the Buccaneers, I think they have what it takes to get, at least get to the Super Bowl because that defense, um, you know, it can be scary at times. There's no way they're making it past Green Bay if they make it past the Bucs. I mean, we'll see. Aaron Rodgers has folded in the past, man. 
you know, the good thing about a playoffs, man, it's 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 zero zero. Everybody, the, the slate is clean. Everybody's played that regular season football, and now, I mean, it's, it's pretty much one and done. So, everybody, you know, have has some type of have, has some type of chance when it when it's all said and done. They look good. They look really, really good. They look good this season. The weapons they have, offense. I mean, they have the six rated six number six rated defense in the league. We have the number two ranked defense. So it's going to be a really. I, I mean, I feel it was really. Good. It's going to be a really, really good game. I'm, I'm so. anxious to see. What, I, re, I really am. Um, but let's like you said, if, if we can go against Tom, you know, um, and those weapons and that defense, you know, and if we can prevail and come out i mean we we have a chance we have a chance at at going at some other teams but we got to take care of this first because this is an elephant right here and we can't we can't uh we can't we can't chew the elephant with just one bite so it's the goat man <laughs> for sure yeah i mean they i don't know they they have a hellacious defense i think the chase young call out probably added more fuel to the fire than than uh, than is necessary when you're facing a guy like Brady, but uh, we'll have to see. I mean, you never want to overlook your opponent. I'm sure Brady has uh, definitely learned his lesson in that before, and Chase Young is about to about to learn a couple of lessons, I think, really quick. But I think even if they lose this game, if he lights it up, it you know that's that's a good start to an NFL career. He made the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Did. Made the Pro Bowl. Um, he, I mean, he, he's turned some heads <laughs> this season. Um, and, and, and look, Tom Brady hasn't been that good on the road this this, this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people have you know have kind of jumped jumped over that. Yeah, he hasn't been the best on the, on the road. Um, he's actually been kind of iffy this year, and he's been kind of iffy in night games too. So I mean, any 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 type of any, any anything that we can use to to get the advantage, I think we need to do. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I just want to highlight a guy real quick that I think a lot of people have overlooked this year too, and that is uh, Logan Thomas. Man, I think he should have made the Pro Bowl as well. I had a hell of a transition from the QB position uh, to that tight end spot. Yes. And uh, John, I'm not giving sure. no damn fantasy points though. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Quan, you into fantasy at all? I'm not too big into fantasy. I'm not too big into fantasy. I got to get a little bit more into fantasy. I, the thing about it, I've tried to do fantasy, but the thing about it is, I <laughs> fantasy has to do with points, so mm-hmm. to speak. <laughs> and sometimes I get twisted in drafting the player. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm still trying to get a little bit better with fantasy. Yeah, um, you know, I run a I run a league with these guys and have already accused me <laughs> of uh of cheating and tampering in the league. But I think you know it's fun. You know, you it really does force you to really pay attention to a lot of the statistical things. I know a lot of people, you know, don't prefer to do that. Um, but I don't know if if I had to go with a prediction for this game, guys, I'm I'm still going to pick the Buccaneers, but I think it's going to be a close com- uh, competitive game. I think it's probably going to end up somewhere around 20, 23. So I think the the Bucks will win on a field goal. I don't think this is going to be a high scoring game because I think the, the Washington's defense is going to be able to contain them. Um, but they, they'll be able to put something on the board. So I'm going to go 20, 23 Buccaneers. What you think, Chris? Uh, that's actually the same score I was going to pick, but I'm going for Washington. I think Washington is going to pull it out. Um, I'm so Washington football. Here we go. <laughs> Talk about <laughs> John. Uh, I'm going bucks 28, 14. Oh, uh, you going, Oh, uh, that's just disrespectful. I nice did it. <laughs> All right. What about obviously, Quan? We know where you. We know where you have to select, man. Oh, I have to go with this, man. <laughs> you guys already know where I'm going, man. I'm going 23-21, Washington football team. Let's get it. <sighs> you know, I'll be up silently rooting for that. I was, I was glad, honestly, that they won. I, you know, I, I really talked about this a lot. I really had hoped Philadelphia would win the division. 
but you know, I'd rather Washington be in there than Dallas. But I'm, I'm gonna tell you, man. I, honestly, and I know other fans feel this way too. Out of all the teams in the in 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 the East, Philly is the most team that I know I respect the most. Out of out of all the teams, you I mean my all the teams? There's only, there's only two other teams: the Giants and the Cowboys. Um, but uh, Philly, by far, man. It, you, <laughs> Philly always gives us work. Always gives us problems. So. It's it's usually always a good game, yeah. And we gave y'all playoffs. <laughs> well, listen, that's why I said I think that we all can agree that we would rather have Washington in than Dallas or the Giants. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm gonna lie, man. It was shaking. We was playing against you guys, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> just like I was just like, oh my gosh, are you are you kidding me? Like, what? Well, honestly, I you know, I, obviously, you know, we weren't gonna bring this up, but you know. Doug Peterson, he flat out gave the game away. I don't care what anybody says. But I, at this point, I'm okay with it. You know, we got the sixth pick in the draft. And I know, John, you feel a kind of way about Howie Roseman. I get that. You know, the draft history has been bad. Uh, but I really, really think this sixth pick has the potential to be something special, whether that be Devontae Smith or, um, you know, Jamar Chase or even Michael Parsons. But – We'll just, you know, time will tell. But yeah, until we pass up on all of them and take somebody from coastal Carolina or North <laughs> Texas. <laughs> With this, I don't know. I think Howie, I think Howie has, uh, this is his last attempt, man. I think this, I think he knows he's on thin ice. So he, the pick is right there. He, he, we all know the Eagles need one of two positions right now, direly. It's either wide receiver or linebacker. And although I like Alex Singleton, we could definitely use an upgrade there. So the, the pick is right there. But with the mention of Doug Peterson, you know, there was a report that was put out there that, you know, numerous defensive players had to be restrained on the sideline after he made the switch from Jalen Hurts uh, to Nate Sudfeld. So this this just brings to question an old argument that has continually crept up on sports franchises, not even just football. This is across, you know, MLB, basketball, soccer, whatever sports you want to look tanking. So I, I view this through a pretty different, uh, you know, spectacle. So you look at it from the management's point of view. It, it makes sense to tank, you know, the, the the lower your record, the higher the chance you are to get an impact player. But as a player, I just, I've always wondered what is the mindset that you have? Because you had teams this year, obviously, like the Jets and the Jags, who, you know, probably, who may have had an opportunity to win maybe one more game than they, than they did. And it just brings the question, what is the going, what's going on in the player's mind in this? Does the player actually agree with the direction of the franchise and tanking or should the goal always be to win for the player so just to put this into perspective for you guys jason kelsey the eagle center john i know you're probably familiar with him mm-hmm. you may have heard this article he brought to light that the goal for an nfl player should always be to win so Quan, i want to go to you first it, do you think that's the case? Do you think these guys as professionals should always be looking to win no matter what? Yeah, I do. I do. I do with Phil, with uh, what Kelsey is saying. I think it does a disservice to the players, the veterans that put their, you know, give it all they got. I think the ones that go out there, first and foremost, when it comes to their dreams of winning, um, I think you you have to look at it in, in, in the perspective of band of brothers. You know, it's one thing when it comes to the organization, but it's another thing when you're 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 out there, you know, in the trenches with your brothers, practicing with your brothers, going through film. You know, a lot of these players, you know, regardless of them signing the contract and getting the money, and that's great and that's understood. They put a lot, you know, out on the line, day in and day out not only for themselves, but for their families, to provide a lifestyle for their families. So, um, 
yeah, I mean, I, I think everything that they give for the fans, the fans pay money, right? The fans come out. Right. I mean, like, <laughs> there's, there's kids that one day dream of maybe going to the NFL or being on a team, you know. Um, there, there are situations where people have grown up idolizing these particular players. And like I said, it does a disservice to, for for team to kind of go out and tank and not to win. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's like, that's what you're supposed to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, who, 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 uh, you, there's 55 players out there, if I'm mistaken. If I'm not, if I'm, I'm sorry, if I'm not mistaken. 53 to 60, whatever players. And is it fair for 45 to 53 players to sit tank <laughs> for a year to go get one, one person? You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. Man, hell no. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think that's a little bit, that's unfair. You know what I mean? Like, if, you, if you're in a position to win, yo, you go for the gusto. You, you go for it all. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand the fact of, you know, the rebuilding and, and building the franchise. And, but I mean, like, yo, for the player, like, they're not looking at that. They have one opportunity. You know what I'm saying? One, one window. Right. And when they're going through the issues or whatever, and, you know, if they get hit one good time, that's their livelihood. You know what I'm saying? They don't know when they're ever going to play again. So, like, oh, you, you know, you, you got to win, and you got to win now. But you don't know when you have that opportunity. So, Right, right. So, I mean, like, uh, like Frank Gore, you know, at the Jets this season. This probably, could, this probably is, no lie, his last season. Although, you know, there was a report that came out a few days ago about him, you know, maybe wanting to stay – if they stay in the NFL at the right circumstances and the right team came by, but for guys like him, you know, vets who are playing possibly on their last contracts and they deserve to win. Uh, you know, that's just my opinion. I think that as a player, you should take it upon yourself to give the fans what they pay for, you know, whether that be the price of admission, you know, when all this COVID stuff goes away or, you know, as simple as NFL game pass, you know, to, to watch games or NFL Sunday ticket, things of that nature. People pay money, large sums of money so that they and their families can watch these games. So I think that NFL players, NFL franchises, anybody involved in the organization, I, I just think they should take it upon themselves to provide a quality product to, you know, to the fans. That's just my thoughts on it. But my thing is, the only way to tank a team is as long as everybody is in agreement to tank it. If the players play to the best of their ability, uh-huh. then the team wouldn't lose. Okay, so you us pose- putting us putting stuff the quarter quarterback change should never change how our defense, our offensive line played, how our receivers played. It should have never changed. It's one team that loses, not just one player losing a game for a team. I think that you make a good counterpoint. All I would suggest in return is that I think that it is possible, very possible for an NFL coach to sabotage the game for the players. Now, I know you say the defense didn't have Yeah, he can make he can make bad play calls, but if you're a good enough player to read something, then you would be making plays. I agree. I'm just saying the, you know, the switch from Jalen Hurts, who was clearly providing us with momentum, who kept us in the game, and the questionable call to go for it as opposed to a field goal. Um, you know, things like that, it, it tends to add up. And they he may not have come right out and say it, but, you know. But that is, the quarterback didn't change. The quarterback change didn't do any different to our defense. Our defense allowed them to score more points. So how are you going to blame the quarterback change for us losing the game? Well, because there's more than one faucet to a game, man. It took the whole momentum out of the team. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If if it would have been a situation where Jalen Hurts probably would have played the rest of that game, you know what I mean? The outcome could have it, it could have been different. I'm you know, I'm 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 not looking at it from a fan perspective. I'm looking at it like, yo, he was he was, I was really playing good with him in that game. You know, offense and defense. And there were some times where like we actually gave up two or three interceptions because it was we, we were rattled. <laughs> Y'all put Sunfield in the game yeah. and it just oh wow. It just it, it just took the whole air out of the out of the balloon. <laughs> and it was just like oh it just gave us the momentum. So Yeah, but nobody says anything when other teams are sitting their starters. I mean, 
the Steelers could deploy their starters and beat the Browns and kept the Browns out the playoffs, but they didn't. They hey, their backups and the Browns won the game. I don't think any of us would disagree with that. All I'm saying, man, is that, okay, so for instance, the the draft positioning from sixth to ninth is a big jump. It can, it can mean a hell of a difference on depending upon which players in the draft are available. And there's you can't tell me that there's no way going to that game. Granted, going into the game, he did say he was going to play Sudfeld. He just didn't say when. He also sat a whole bunch of starters. So this is all normal week 17 stuff. People do this all the time. Coaches do this all the time. So that's not what I have a problem with. What I have a problem with is they're going it, – it's 17-14 – First of all, the momentum is on the eagle side, and he elects, as he's done for most of the year, which is not quite out of character for him to go for it on fourth. So I can't fault him necessarily for that decision because I got I can't lie. Jalen Hurts was off with the ball he threw. But still, you kick a field goal, 17-all, going you know close to halftime, and then he makes the decision to pull Hurts for Sudfeld. Now, regardless of how well the defense is playing, and I'm gonna, this is another point that I want to make to you, John. There are certain players that the defense will rally around, and I think that Jalen Hurts has been one of those guys in ways that Carson Wentz wasn't. We could clearly tell that Carson Wentz lost, you know, the motivational factor from his team. The guys weren't just – they just weren't playing hard for him. and. Yeah. Um, I think that's one aspect that, uh, that, that that people are really missing too. It's just that just because you don't play on defense, you can still have a motivational factor, you know, motivational push to those guys. Those guys want to play hard for you. They want to, you know, help you out on offense. If you're not having a good game, this is it's damn near the same thing that Washington's defense does for Alex Smith. It's just – you know, he's a guy that you want to rally around. He's a guy that you might want to run through a brick wall for because of everything he's been through. But all this is to say that I think it was very clear that Doug Peterson was just trying to lose that game. That's my point. That's just me. I don't know. If you feel differently, let me know. I mean, I don't blame him. I would too. Fuck, I'll take a six-round pick overnight. I would too. This is why I'm not necessarily upset, but this brings me to my next question, fellas. Head into this next season, should Doug Peterson be the head coach? Yeah. I mean, brought a Super Bowl. What say you, Chris? Uh, yeah, I'll get one more chance. He has a fresh, you have a fresh year with, you know, Jalen Hurts. If, if it still doesn't work to get you guys more than four wins, you know what I mean? At least get to the playoffs. Yeah, Doug Peterson's out. If he can't even get you guys to the playoffs next year, you got a full year with a brand new quarterback. We all know Carson's either going to be a backup, which he said he doesn't want to do that. He wants to leave no matter what. So you got a full year with Jalen Hurts to, mm-hmm. you know, get in mini camps, training camps, and do it all. And maybe he gets a preseason or something. One. Yeah, man, I agree. I agree. Uh, Keep him for another year. I mean, like you said, you guys, what, two years off the Super Bowl? Honestly. Right. Yeah. You know, like, you know, he's done some, he's done a lot of great things in Philly, and he's brought y'all a Super Bowl. So, yeah, I mean, you still have to give him, yeah, I say give him another year. And as well as you having Jalen Hurts, it would be, it, it wouldn't be right to switch him to have another coach. You know what I mean? Like when he's just, kind of getting his feet wet with the offense and understanding himself as a quarterback. So yeah, keep him for another year. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, after, after the game, uh, I'm not going to lie. I was, I was pretty pissed about the decision, but after you sit and think about it, it makes a lot of sense. And, you know, he's three straight playoff trips, the Super Bowl. Um, you know, he's done a lot for the city of Philadelphia, uh, you know, in the sports world. Um, I mean, look who he's working with this season. We had crap ton injuries. He's working with guys coming off a practice squad and to keep us in the running all the way to the end of the season. I definitely agree. I mean, Carson, um, you know, Carson was able to do the same thing last year under Peterson. You know, they've had a bunch of practice squad guys who, 
you know, got hot late and won the division. And unfortunately, you know, the rest is history. Carson goes out with a concussion. But I think the question now then becomes, okay, so you keep Peterson. You have Wentz on the roster with a pretty enormous contract. It's not untradeable, but it's pretty bad contract. It's looking like a pretty bad contract at this point. I've heard a lot of talking heads say that, you know, he should go here, he should go there, you know, whether that be Indianapolis, you know, with his old offensive coordinator, Frank Reich, or Bill Belichick and the Patriots. There's there's a lot of teams out there that I'm pretty sure that would inquire about Wentz, but I'm not so sure it's a done deal yet for him in Philadelphia. He's he's had a bad year, had to deal with all these injuries. Didn't like being sat. I, I mean, honestly, you can't blame the guy. You know, you, the last four, no, three to four seasons, he's looked over his shoulder. Granted, he's given the organization reason to look over his shoulder, but it's a bad year. Does one bad year mean that Carson Wentz is a bad quarterback, or does it mean that he should be moved from Philly and that Jalen Hurts is the answer? I'm honestly, I'm not quite sure just yet. Um, and I think I really honestly think you give this guy a full off season, you give him healthy weapons, you know, whatever that means, you know, whether that be you're letting the younger guys take over because, you know, Travis Fulgham after his hot start, you know, to the year, he kind of went off the face of the planet, but you got other guys like Jalen Rager who, you know, he had a down rookie season, you know, he had to deal with the injury, and you have uh, Greg Ward. But if you're not going to surround whoever's playing the quarterback position with, you know, receivers or weapons, I don't, you know, there's not going to be too much success. You know, Jalen Hurts is a lot more mobile, obviously, than Carson Wentz. And that's where a lot of his damage was done, even in that game against Washington. He scored two touchdowns on the ground, if I'm not mistaken. It's not like he is, you know, his completion percentage is sky high or anything like that because I was just looking. His his percentage is actually less than Wentz's, but he's able to provide a different aspect to the game on the ground. So I'm not quite sure just yet. I think Carton, uh, Wentz, Wentz got 12 games and Hurts got, if I'm not mistaken, four, uh, four starts. So, Which was a mistake. I mean, that's a whole nother conversation, uh, but he got four starts. I'm not sure that four starts is enough to determine whether or not he's a franchise quarterback just yet, but I mean, I like the direction we're going in, but I don't know. I'm, uh, this is done. I'm sorry to say this. <laughs> he's done. And the organization knows, knows that he's done. And they knew that he was done when they went and got Jaden Hurts. You don't go get a second. You don't use that second round to go get that, that quarterback that high and that has pretty good stellar stats coming out of college. Um, I mean, and, he, and, and not taking anything away from Carson Wentz, it's just that the fact of like, you know, his, his, his injury history. I mean, he's had three major, major, three, three major injuries, a back vertebrae tear, you know what I'm saying? He fractured his back. Right. Two, two knee ACL tears, you know, those are what two grade threes. And then he had a, a head cranial concussion. So, I mean, the organization kind of knows like, yo, and then they gave him the big contract too. So, and like I said, you don't go get a quarterback like that with that particular pick. So, I mean, I think he's done. I think they're trying to do what they need to do to, you know, to get him off the books. And I mean, I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Bill has always been better with a mobile quarterback. I mean, we had McNabb, we had a big, We've always been better with a mobile quarterback. Wentz ain't that guy. Yeah. I'll give you that. That's a fair point. That is definitely a fair point. Um, I, mean, I always say, man, I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off, but I, I'm sorry. You good. Hey, my, with my, with my, I'm sorry. I do. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize for that. I say, Jalen Hurts was always my dark horse coming out of the draft. And I always said, whoever got him, ugh, they were going to be nasty. And you guys happened to get him. <laughs> so shout out to you guys. The Eagles. <laughs> uh, hopefully you know they develop him right they get him some weapons they keep him upright you know hopefully that line gets healthy uh, i mean he could have had dk metcalf he could have had Justin uh, Jefferson, but you know <laughs> hey take Jalen rager instead 
You're preaching to the choir, man. We we've been, by the way, Kwan, John echoes this at least once an episode, but uh uh for real, man. They did have a shot at all those guys. But I still think Jalen can have well Rager can have a successful career in Philadelphia. I just think he has to stay healthy and he has to get a full off season work. Mm-hmm. So I mean some guys are late bloomers like that. I agree. I agree. And he does a lot for you guys in that slot too, man. Like it's like when they when you guys let Nelson Aguilar go, he just took up. off. He yeah. took Nelson Aguilar's taking off in uh Las Vegas too. Yeah, I know, I know. Go Raiders, whoop whoop. <laughs> 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 uh, all right. So I guess you know with that that topic conversation then, then I'll just ask you, you guys all seem like you're you're done with Wentz. So where should Wentz where should he hope to be traded to? Where where are some of the best landing spots for him? <clears throat> We just pick a one spot. <laughs> give me, give, give me, give me two spots. Give me two spots. Can you do three? Can you push it to three, <laughs> bro? Just tell me who who you think he should go to. I um, I say he goes to the Colts. If Philip Rivers does retire, he can go to Indiana. That's uh, a good spot. He can go to the Niners because they already announced that they're going to be done with Jimmy. Did they? Yeah, they said they're going to move forward. What's that third spot? So, <laughs> I would love to say the New England Patriots. I would love it. I, I knew he was good. good. But I'm not. I'm really not. Okay, so if you if you don't say he's going to New England, which a lot of people have brought that as a possible location, where would you say then? Honestly, I would say the Giants. Mm. Now, I got the Colts, 49ers, and the Broncos. Broncos is an interesting location. Quan? What do they have? The Colts, uh, 49ers, or the Bears? All possible playoff teams for the no the Bears the Bears are sticking with Trubisky they ain't getting rid of him Uh, they should yes they should (laughs) really should (laughs) Uh, they only went back to him because Foles was terrible but look at them they in the playoffs and we ain't (laughs) (laughs) what about you Mac okay. Okay, so obviously Indy is probably his top suitor. You know, it just it makes the most sense. He's got his old offensive coordinator where he nearly won an MVP. Um, he's got a, a very good team, pretty decent weapons on offense. You know, you had Jonathan Taylor's emergence this year too at running back. That was big time. Um, I just Thanks think that, Marlon Mack going down. And Marlon Mack, if he, you know, if I'm not sure if he's in a contract year or not, but if Marlon Mack comes back, that's a pretty good one-two punch. Uh, obviously, that's the number one destination. Now, I'm going to throw out another name here that you may or may not have heard, and that is the Washington football team. They are going to be starting, heading into next year, Alex Smith will be, I think, 36. And while the records this year was enough to get them into the playoffs, it's also because it was a bad division. Change of scenery, I think, can definitely unlock Wentz's uh, potential back to where it was. And I think that Washington should be looking to go younger at the quarterback position or at least bring a guy in. They got rid of Haskins. Um, you know, they, I'm not sure how they feel about Kyle Allen. So that's my second destination. They may, are, they, are the Eagles willing to do a second possible Donovan McNabb type trade? We'll see. Uh, <laughs> my third team would probably be the 49ers just because I think that in that offense that Kyle Shanahan runs, and they have a lot of interesting weapons there too. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, that dude is fought out baller. I'm not sure if you've got seen too much of his uh, tape, but he he's the real deal, I think. So I think I think the 49ers is an interesting location for him. But 
for me, dude, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say this, Chris. All right. New England makes a lot of sense. Can't afford it. Next question. They're gonna have one of the highest amounts of cap space in the league next year, so they can afford it. Um Bill Belichick is definitely probably going to move on from Cam Newton after this year. I'm not going to say definitely. There's a possibility he could return, but he would probably have to return at the league minimum again. And after throwing, I think it was 10 touchdowns or nine or 10 touchdowns. And I think he's seen enough. (laughs) I've seen enough. I was hoping to to lose the last three games. Now let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Okay, because there's rumor that Deshaun Watson wants to leave. If you're all these teams that need a quarterback, would you pick Deshaun or Carson? Deshaun, uh, I would. Deshaun. Uh, <laughs> of course, you take Deshaun, right, Gwan? So what? So what? Have, what? What if this happens? What if Carson is going to Houston, and their team picks up Deshaun? <laughs> well, Houston looks like just like the Eagles, but just in Texas. So he has no other ball. <laughs> but, but I could see that. They just, they just, they just hired from and so they're having their issues out there. Um, Deshaun, Deshaun is throwing uh, cryptic tweets. <laughs> if you you know where he where, you know where he's pretty much heading at, uh, so that's a good possibility. Because I think we could definitely see that. You know what, that uh, John, that's a that is a really good take I, I like that uh we'll have to see what happens with Deshaun. you know he just signed that contract we'll see if they if he does formally request a trade i'm sure they'll honor his wish because bill o'brien really screwed him and um that would be a possible destination for Wentz. they if they can make the money right if they could um you know kind of finagle the cap a little bit and if they could just go salary, I mean, for let's, salary. let's just put it this way it's houston they gave up the hop for nothing Agreed. I mean, that's like looking like one of the worst, you know, top five worst trades in NFL history. But um, I don't know. Texans definitely could be a location that nobody's really talking about. So our question is, if they shot really was leave, where's the best fit for him? Yeah, that's a good question. I ain't really thought about that. It could be. There's obviously there's a number of suitors out there. Anybody, you know, well, not anybody, but a lot of teams would jump at the proposition or the idea of being able to get them. Um, you know, there's there's so many quarterback needy teams at this point, but it really question is for me, what team would he really want to go to at this point? Yeah, it's true. I agree. <clears throat> uh, I mean, he has a chance to win, has some type of weapons. You know what I mean? Like you go from having the literally the, <laughs> the best wide receiver in the game to having uh, – Nobody. Right. I think their best receiver this year was what, Will Fuller? Yeah, Will Fuller. Um, and uh, not, nothing against him. I think Will Fuller's okay, but he's not a number one. So He's barely a number three. It, yeah. So, you know, you, I think you go somewhere to where you have a winning chance. You have an opportunity to, to win some ball games and to where you have a coaching staff that is going to utilize you in the right way and that's going to make sure that they're going to optimize you actively in that offense. You know what I'm saying? That they're going they're going to put seats. Well you can't put seats now because it's COVID, but <laughs> you know I mean you're going to make sure that that coach is going to cultivate you in the right way. So I think that's where he needs to go. Somewhere where it's going to take some time for him to, to grow. You know what I got the best landing spot for him if if the cards plays out in his favor. I can't wait to hear this. If the best <laughs> landing spot and I agree where everybody's saying the best spot for him would be New Orleans Saints if Drew Brees retires. You think they were going? You, okay, so you just brought up a, a very, a very good topic there because they have Jameis Winston on the roster. Garbage. Retired. They, still, they still have Taysom Hill, who the jury's still out on him. Can he be a starting level quarterback or not? I know after he had his couple of starts, I was among you know, the line of thought that, you know, maybe he could be a quality NFL starter, but their ceiling, they, they've shown their ceiling with Taysom. So I don't know what route they're going in. You know, we don't know if Breeze is retiring yet, but if he does, that would be a good location. 
Adrian Smith, you got a good head coach. You got some weapons around you. James Winston needs to just quit playing football. Um, and Hill, he can be the backup quarterback, but he can be your running back, your receiver. He plays so many positions that you can use it. You can use him. You done on Winston already? You think he should retire? Of course. I, I was big done on him. Look, you I mean, when, you, when you, yeah, you go 30 for 30 in a season. He still do I mean, 5,000 yards, man. I think he's not, he's, he's not retired, man. I mean, come on, guys. 5,000 yards still takes okay. Definitely he, not a starter. Uh, okay, I, I'll get the stats. He do 5,000 yards. But he played in the Bruce Arians if, offense, too. If you're throwing 5,000 yards and getting no dubs, <laughs> it don't count. It don't matter. You don't go to playoffs for 5,000 yards. You got to go wins. Okay, fair point, fair point. All right, Quan, man, before I let you off here, uh, before we end this episode, guys, I wanted to ask you, Quan, specifically about the uh, the Washington Wizards, man. Did they make the playoffs this year? It's looking right now, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bradley Bill had an amazing game against the 76ers, man, like a career high. Yeah, he did. But uh, this it's going to take some time for us to, you know, to gel. Um, it's great that we have Westbrook. You know, we, we, we have we have some star power in D.C. finally. Um, and I think that, you know, from a cohesive view, I think that the team will gel eventually. But just right now, it's just too, tell. It's just too early to tell. Um, Davis Bert, you know, Bertans, you know, the mark is out on him now because he got that big-ass contract. <laughs> I think he just needs to be – he just, to me, he's got to add some physicality to his game. Yeah, I agree. I agree. He's kind of, you know, frail. But, I mean, he, you know, he can make shots, and it hasn't really turned on that, the way we, we we wanted it to like it did last year. Look, Like I said, the mark is out on him now. Um, but, you know, we, we just – they're going to have to get that, that – that that they're gonna have to gel, you know. They're, they're still kind of playing like, you know, looking at each other like, uh, you know, are you gonna cut? Are you gonna hit? Are you, gonna <laughs> you know what I mean? Like so. Yeah. Once they kind of get everything together, man, they'll they'll. I think they'll be okay. But I don't I don't know if this year is the year for them to to kind of go to make a deep run. I mean, I do you think they make the playoffs? Period. I mean, I th- I think they get like a a, a spot at the bottom the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> um, but, I mean, like I said, I don't think we're going to make any noise this year. I just don't. I like Thomas Bryant. Yeah, I think he has a pretty high upside. And he, he plays a very physical game. <laughs> he reacts to calls, uh, you know, a lot. But I think that uh, his physical, you know, his physicality is definitely much needed when you have, you know, a guy like Davis Bertrand's. Um, they're 13th right now in the conference, two and six. They still have some time to, you know, to gel and, you know, put together some of their best lineups. Uh, but, you know, time will tell. I know this season, I think, is they're going along with the nine, ten play-in, if I'm not mistaken. So all these teams have a real shot. I mean, even, even my uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, you know, sitting at uh, five and four now, I'm hoping they make the playoffs. Well, look, you guys are five and four. What, what was our record? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, it's oh gosh. But I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see. I'm happy to see what, what they put together in DC. Yeah. Uh, so I guess to me, the biggest question: if they don't, if they miss the playoffs, do they entertain trading Bill or one of one of Bill or Westbrook? No, nah, you got. It. I'm keeping them too. <laughs> like I, <laughs> I'm not. I mean, I just traded Wall. You know what I'm saying? I just got Wall off the books. You know what I'm saying? Like so, it's you know, I don't want to trade Russ. Um, I, all I have when it comes to scoring right now is Bill, and I mean, he's 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 electrifying this this season so far. So, nah. I mean, I'm I'm going to keep riding with what I have. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way about him. I think you got to give him at least two years. At least a season and a half, a season and a half to really tell where their uh, where their current marriage right now between those two guys are is going to take them. I think they they have a a higher ceiling in my opinion than Wall and uh, 
and Bill did. Because when I, when I first heard about that trade, I was thinking, well, you know, they just got a more athletic, healthier version of Wall. <laughs> but um, I think that at this stage in their careers, because, you know, I've, I've tried to pay attention a little bit to Houston this season. I mean, they're, they're off to a mediocre start. But I think that at this point in their careers, Westbrook definitely offers you more than Wall does. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. And I, I think that he's a I think he's a leader. I mean, he's a proven leader, you know, so, you know, someone that's going to come in day in, day out and, and give you everything. I'm not saying that, that that wasn't the case with John Wall. It just was due to injury and some other things. But, um, yeah, I, I think you I think you keep that that core that you have for right now. Yeah, I think they uh, they have a bright future. We'll see where they head. John, I got to poke fun at you, man. What's going on with the Nuggets? I mean, we're just the Nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> Same old team, just a different year. You guys were good last year. We looked good last year, okay? <laughs> no, you guys didn't look You guys played it. You guys were... Yeah, we did the same thing when we had Carmelo. Guess what? Didn't work out for us. We're just not meant. We're just not meant to make it. <laughs> he brought it back old school. We can't put Carmelo the Nuggets the in the bowl. Okay, we, the bowl just we can't put the Nuggets in the bowl. That's all. Oh my gosh! You guys, you guys got some 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 high players out there, man. You know, Michael Porter stepped up. He's gonna be a star. Yeah, he's gonna be all right, man. You got you know you got the West. Uh, the West is a hard league to play in. Yeah, it is. It is. You guys got some. Whew. Especially yeah. since they put fucking LeBron out there. <laughs> that is true. Hey, hey, people are always saying LeBron couldn't win in the West. So, I mean, he wanted to make that jump. for I, I never said that. So they didn't need to put him out there. <laughs> All I'm saying is, if it wasn't for Anthony Davis, there would be no rings. I, I mean, obviously, I mean, he was definitely a vital part to that role, but I'm not even going to, you know how I feel about this. You're not going to go into that. <laughs> LeBron deserved the finals MVP, but uh, thanks for stopping by, man. Uh, you know, definitely enjoyed having you on, Quan. Yeah, appreciate it, man. It was good having somebody else. Yeah, um, it's always good to talk sports with other people than these two dudes but uh man make sure you guys check out otr podcast that is again off the record um they talk about a lot of interesting topics especially within the african-american community uh so make sure you guys check them out